With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Roddy B from the Dallas Mavericks, and you listen to our sports radio. RS Sports Show. RS Sports Show. Talking sports. Yeah, he's playing excellent in the playoffs, and Dirk is on guard, but we said that uh, on our previous shows leading up to this Mavs game, and he really presented it tonight, 24 points tonight, and when they come back to Dallas, he's even better at home, much better than he is on the road, so we, we're definitely going to see a lot more from Dirk in this series, he's really going to be the one, I think, to push his team over the hump, I had I said a lot about the Mavs, that they really think they're going to win this game, but they showed me something tonight, I mean, I, I like the way this team is playing right now. Talking sports. From a fan's perspective, Mondays, right after Saturday Night Lights, and Wednesdays, right after the breakdown, right here on Deep End Radio, deependmedia.net and rfsportsradio.com. Welcome, everyone, to our show. It is Monday, June 6th, right after Game 3. We got to talk about that tonight. But you've tuned in to the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, RF. I'll be joined by my co-host, Royce, in just a second. got a lot of stuff to go over with you guys tonight. We're going to talk about Game 3. We're going to talk about Game 4 coming up for the NBA Finals. We're also going to get into Plexico Burst, just released from jail today. We'll talk about that. And we're having Mario Chalmers on the program tonight. Locker room interview we did with him that you're only going to hear right here on the RF Sports Radio Show. Without further ado, we bring my co-host on real quick, Royce. And, Royce, first of all, what do you think about Game 3? Well, right now, the heat is definitely on in Dallas. I read the temperatures are up high, and the heat is on. And, man, we had a what a game we saw last night. Uh, my reaction on the game, the Mavs blew it. Yeah, you could definitely say that based on what we saw. In the game, I mean, before we're going to talk about the Mavs blowing it, also what the Heat did to blow the lead, to blow the lead and everything as well, too. So we'll talk about that. And, again, our interview tonight is going to be Mario Chalmers from the Miami Heat. We did a locker room interview with him last night that came out really, really good. We talked about everything, about the team, him taking the big shot so many times, not just in the NBA Finals so far, but also in his college career as well. And some surprising information about LeBron, I bet you guys did not know. I'm going to let you guys know what he was doing after that big win last night and what song he was rapping. I bet you guys could definitely take a guess. And we'll get into some comments that we found out just briefly, just moments ago, about some dissension brewing on the team. Apparently, Dirk called out Jets, so we'll talk about that as well, too. You're tuning into the RS Sports Radio Show, and Royce, let's first of all get into our big Sports updates. Let's talk about Plexico Burris real fast. As you guys know, or may have heard by now, Plexico did get out of jail today. The ex-New York Giant went to jail, did 21 months for bringing in a loaded weapon into a New York club. And New York has some of the toughest gun laws out there. But this guy brings in a loaded weapon. No one gets hurt, thank God, but he did shoot himself. 
in the leg, in the leg. And, and had to do 21 months, but he did come out today. So Royce, now that he's out, he's already said he wants to thank God for bringing me through one of the most trying times in my life. He says, it's a beautiful day. I want to be with my family, get reunited. But he says when it comes to football, when time is right, he'll be ready. Now, you got to wonder, how many teams do you think are going to go out to Plexico Burris and will he be a New York Giant again? Well, you know, Ronnie, he's, he's absolutely right. It is a great day. Apparently, if you get out of jail after 21 months, that couldn't have been nothing easy. But at the same time, you know, he came out at a pretty good time because nobody's really training, and, uh, you know, they have the lockout. So, uh, you know, there are some teams. We don't know how it's going to work because they're not playing. Once they get that settled down, he may end up with somebody. Somebody could get hurt uh, in training camp. Uh, if the guy's, you know, he had skills before he went in. Do you have any of the skills left? Uh, somebody will pick him up. Yeah, I think somebody definitely will pick him up. They've already said a lot of teams have interest, and his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, was right there as soon as he got let out of prison uh, to really kind of kind of get the talk already started. Now, he said some things I thought were kind of surprising. He said around the draft, he'd already begun having conversations with teams. As you guys know, for a limited time, their lockout was actually lifted. And a lot of players right. were getting in contact with teams that went to the uh, training facilities but didn't get a chance to work out. But during that time period, his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, was making contact with teams across the league and said the interest level was really, really high. And one thing he did say is not to rule out the fact that he could be a giant again. Now, some of his teammates say that that's not going to happen. Uh, Brandon Jacobs went on Monday on Sirius XM NFL Radio and said that there's no chance the Giants are going to have this guy back. But O.C. Yura went and visited him in jail on Monday as well and said, you know what, he's in great shape, and I think he'll be a New York Giant again. I think clearly some players on that Giants team want him back on the team. Yeah, uh, but I think New York is cut all tied with him. I, I'm pretty sure they, they, they won't bring him back to New York. Uh, he could very well be a Jet. But I doubt if he'd be a New York guy again. I, I think they had several ties with him. Usually when a player goes through something like that with a team, they normally don't take him back in, in most of the cases I've seen. But uh, somebody else may give him a chance. You know, Jerry is taking a chance on a lot of players. Uh, I doubt if Jerry would put his hand in the ring. But who knows? Somebody could go down, uh, get hurt. You can always use a good receiver. You can always use extra receivers. So, I look for him to go to somebody, maybe one of yeah, the quarterback teams. Yeah. Teams that are already kind of interested in place to go right now, the New York Jets, as you mentioned, St. Louis Rams, which would be a great place for him to go to play with Sam Bradford, also the Washington Redskins, and the Philadelphia Eagles as well, too. So there are some teams right. out there that are really interested in him. A lot of those are NFC teams. But, again, this guy can come out and play. If Michael Vick can come out and be That's one of the top exactly. quarterbacks yeah, in the league when he comes out. No doubt in my mind, this guy could come out and be one of the top wide receivers when he comes out as well, too. So uh, congratulations, Plexico, on finishing your term. Everybody deserves a second chance. I hope the guy does get a second chance. You know, we all make mistakes, and we all have to live with those. But he he's paid his debt. And like I said, he, he, New York had the toughest gun laws. You know, mm-hmm. I thought it was real severe. He didn't hurt anybody, but 
You know, you did break the law, but congratulations on doing your time, and I hope you can get with the team, and everything does go right. It's got to be hard. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Now, also, before we get into NBA Finals talk, because you got a lot to talk about that, you guys want to get involved in our show. If you listen to us live right now, 323-927-2906, you can jump onto the program. Uh, any comments, questions, whatever you have for us, or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio or go to our website, rfsportsradio.com. You listen to our show powered by Deep End Media. want to say a special shout-out to those guys over at deependmedia.net. And we had a chance to gave me a call on Friday. We went down to the NPFL American Conference Championship game between the Wichita Falls Vipers and the West Texas Drillers. And we got a chance to call that game, me and Royce, our first time together in the play-by-play booth. And I had Believe to give you props, Royce. I thought, I thought you did a great job, man. I want to tell everybody on air, but I thought you did a really, really good job doing the color commentating. And what did you think about the whole atmosphere in Midland, the stadium, the fans? It was a big game for that city. Well, you know, right now, yeah, absolutely. And that was probably my second time ever going to Midland, my first time actually going to a semi-pro game. I thought the people in Midland was just great. The, the, the stadium is awesome, you know, and apparently they're really devoted football fans, and they like this team because they came out. It was a real circus-type atmosphere, man. They had riots. Games, a lot of stuff for the kids to do. I saw a lot of families involved. I thought that was really great. Perfect weather for football, man. I enjoyed the ride. I enjoyed the whole thing about being down there. Great game. I mean, it was really a hard fought game. But uh, I'm looking forward to the championship game. Yeah, and you're right. It was a hard fought game. Uh, it was a 12 6 game. The, the home team, the West Texas Drillers, Based right there in Midland, have a beautiful stadium, as Royce mentioned, Grande Communications Stadium. They won the game over Wichita Falls. The team has actually beat them in last year's conference championship game. If you guys want to follow any NPFL action, make sure you go to NPFLfootball.net, find out about the championship game. And we've been invited to come back to Midland in two weeks on June 18th to help out with the broadcast of the championship game. So our big announcement about that today is we'll be actually hosting the pregame show, the halftime show, and the postgame show for the NPFL 2011 championship championship game, what they call the Shankle Bowl, named after one of their late great coaches of the NPFL and of, of minor professional football as well, too. So the Shanklin Trophy will be handed out on June 18th, Royce, and we'll be live there to facilitate the whole broadcast. How about that? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, man. I mean, I... I, I really like Millen. If you never had a chance to go, I suggest you go. If you want to come down for the game, it'd be a great game, nice little day trip. You know, we were able to go down and come back. I wish I could have stayed for the celebration. But maybe after the championship game, we get to stay and celebrate and get to enjoy a little bit of Midland. No doubt. It was a great game. But thanks to everyone that's tuned in right now for Midland. I do see some Midland people calling in. Thank you guys for tuning in to the show. Stay tuned. Let's give you guys an update and a taste. Uh, what, what me and Roy saw at that championship game, and to bring you guys a taste is low watts. He is actually the uh, part of the NPFL League office, and this is a quick update about the game. You get a chance to hear us call a couple of players as well, too, so stay tuned, and we'll be right back after the update. You're listening to the Deep End Media Network. Deep End 
brand new start right now. Now, now, now. Somebody belted their way into Shanklin Bowl 2. To the 10 to 5 touchdown drillers. Good evening, everyone. I am Low Watts, and this is your Deep End Sports Blast. Woo! What a lot of football, a lot of scores, a lot of updates and statistics to get to. I got the full breakdown. Please bear with me. This may take two reports. First, let's go out west to the American Conference Championship, the reigning MPFL champions, the Wichita Falls Vipers, Travel to Midland to take on the West Texas Surgeon Drillers at Grande Communications Stadium. This was a very, 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 very tight matchup. Two games. Now, you remember last season these two teams met in the conference championship and the West Texas Drillers lost. So they're looking to get back into the mix this past Saturday, let's break down the game. West Texas Drillers running back Chad Thompson strikes the first blow. Clayter on an option play pitches to Thompson. Thompson breaks the tackle to the 10 to 5 touchdown Drillers. A huge 25 yard run by Chad Thompson. Put the West Texas Drillers on the board. Field goal is good, of course. Next possession, the Drillers had the ball. They couldn't come up with a touchdown, but big Aaron and Scotty put some legwork in on a big 45-yard field goal. Here's the call. By number three, Aaron and Scotty. The kicker's up. He's got the link and good. Wow, good kick. Then, next possession, out of the blue, the Wichita Falls Vipers get backed up in their own end zone. The West Texas Drillers defense drills the Vipers Committing the big safety. Snap is back on over the head of short. He's going to be brought down in the end zone. Safety. Safety. We just talked about that. Wow. Safety with the West Texas Grillers. Sounds like the Viper Center and the Viper quarterback, David Short, wasn't on the same page. But I tell you who was on the same page. That's right. You guessed it. The Short Brothers. Big David Short connects with his brother, Dennis Short, on a huge touchdown to put the Vipers on the board. Second down, 134 left to go. Snap is back. Throw and catch by and Dennis wow. Short's touchdown, Vipers. While the Vipers are sliding high on that touchdown, Drillers quarterback Joseph Crater caught the Vipers snoozing on a huge pass to number 41, Patrick Lindsay at the one-yard line. Snap is back. Looks up the middle. Throws. Has a man wide open. Number 41. Makes the catch. It's a five. And brought down at the one-yard line. What a play to catch the defense snooze. And there was a catch by number 41, Patrick Lindsay, the tight end. So now the drillers are hustling to the line of scrimmage. They couldn't get set in time. They get they get hit with a delay of game penalty. That was huge. I repeat, that was huge because they brought them not from the one-yard line but to their own six, so that could have been a big, big game-changer right there and a big break for the Vipers. Let's listen to the call. And Clayton will go under center out formation, but a penalty flag. Wow. It's like another delay of game. Second one on the Drillers offense. 
Like I said earlier, that was a huge fake for the Vipers. They couldn't do nothing with it. They didn't capitalize on that huge drive by number 41, Patrick Lindsay. So then the next possession goes to the Wichita Falls Vipers. Big David Short is trying to drive his team down the field and trying to pop in a quick score to tie the game or to win the game. Mind you, the West Texas Drillers' defense has been awesome all throughout this game. They're trying to stop them, but the Wichita Falls Vipers are desperately trying to come up with a tie or a win. I'm going to take you to the final moment of this game in its entirety. Check it out. Remember, the score right now is the West Texas Drillers 12 and the Wichita Falls Vipers 6. Let's listen to see that the Vipers were able to capitalize. Third down at the 36-yard line for the Vipers. Snap is back. David Short surveys and going to keep it on the feet, going to run. It slides down at the 26-yard line. Got to spike the ball. 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, and still can't get set, 4, 3, and finally strikes the ball with 3 seconds left. Well, wait a minute. Turnover. Try to strike the ball and turn the ball over. That is game. That is, wow. Ball game. There will be a new NPFL champion in 2011, and they have defeated the Wichita on a bang-bang play at the line of scrimmage, and everyone on the sideline for the Vipers is stunned at this point. They don't know what happened on that play. And that's our game, ladies and gentlemen. That's the game. David Short tried to spike the ball and somehow fumbled the snap back from the center and the drillers pounced on it and that is ball game sounds like david short didn't have a down to give they didn't get the first down in time they turned the ball over on down and there will be a new mpfl champion this season the wichita falls vipers are no longer the champs the west texas drillers Beat them in a very, very defensive game matchup. It's a very, very good game. We want to thank RF and the RS Sports Show and Royce Fisher from the RS Sports Show for the amazing call. The West Texas Drillers will advance to the Shanklin Bowl, too. We caught up with Coach Thompson after the game. I love this football team, man. These guys come to play every week. They always ask what we ask them to do. And they always show up to play. So with my coaches and, and everybody involved, we we just play football like I told you guys a couple of weeks when I talked to you. So I'm real proud of them, but we still got work to do. So there you have it. The West Texas Drillers punched their tickets into Shanklin Bowl 2. This is the first time they made it to the championship in the NPFL and their second appearance at a championship since 2009 when they punched their ticket into the NMLF championship. I am Low Watson, and this was your Deep End Sports Blast. You can look all over the internet to find out who's covering minor professional sports, and you will find yourself right back here. Nobody covers minor professional sports like us. DeepEndMedia.net Let's take a quick break. We come back to game three, NBA Finals. Oh. 
in the city available now. Album features Flow Fly, Mayhem, Kenfo Jack, and the Grit Boys with many, many other. Also featured production from super producer, none other than Big Chris. Available now at all of your favorite online retailers, iTunes, Amazon, Napster, Rhapsody, 7 Digital, E-Music, and every other major online retailer that you can think of. Don't wait, go pick up Smoke in the City now. It's blazing, it's this is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a business, a product, a service, or a website, and you need more customers? Advertise with the fastest-growing Internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by. When I got to the lane, Robert Parrish jumped at me. And I saw Larry Bird coming at me as well. So I had to arc the hook shot a little higher, and you just went, swish. Or is that the sweetest shot for you in your whole career? In my whole career, the sweetest, not only shot, but the sweetest moment. Because the guard went, (laughs) (laughs) he did it to us again. My name is Royce Fisher from the IRS Sports Radio Show on Deep End Media. I have a question to all football team owners and players that participate in the sport at this level. Do you play in amateur league or professional league? Find out the difference by visiting mpflfootball.net. RS Sports Show. RS Sports Show. Talking sports. Yeah, he's playing excellent in the playoffs, and Dirk is unguardable. We said that uh, on our previous shows leading up to this Mavs game, and he really presented it tonight, 24 points tonight. And when they come back to Dallas, he's even better at home, much better than he is on the road. So we, we're definitely going to see a lot more from Dirk in this series. He's really going to be the one, I think, to push this team over the hump. I had I said a lot about the Mavs, that they really think they're going to win this game, but they showed me something tonight. I mean, I, I like the way this team is playing right now. Talking sports. From a fan's perspective, Mondays, right after Saturday Night Lights, and Wednesdays, right after the breakdown, right here on Deep End Radio, deependmedia.net and rfsportsradio.com. And we are back with you guys live for our Monday edition of the RF Sports Radio Show. Make sure you guys check us out online rfsportsradio.com. Stay on, stay in tune with us there. Uh, follow us on Twitter at rfsportsradio. Get all the latest up-to-date information about everything going on with the NBA Finals. And if you tune in to our YouTube channel at rfsportsradio for rfsportsradio TV, you're going to see exclusive footage from yesterday of Lenny Wilkins receiving the Chuck Daly Lifetime Achievement Award. You won't find that anywhere else but on RF Sports Radio TV. And let me bring Royce back on. And, Royce, let's talk about game three. Let me get your initial thoughts well, first of all. You had a chance to watch it from its entirety. So tell me what you saw in game three. And, and the Heat winning 88-86, a close game. Dirk had a chance to win it at the end. But talk about what you saw during game three. 
We're running my thoughts on the game. The, uh, you know, all year we talked about the Mavs being a better team than home. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, my thoughts is uh, three Miami Heat against the one Dirk Nowitzki because he's not mm-hmm. getting in here. I mean, the guy yeah. has uh, he gets his twenty or thirty points tonight. But the other guys, you know, I talked about this bench all year, how great they were. But where are they, Rodney? They have yet to show up in the playoffs. Uh, uh, where are they? We're not getting anything out of Pager. J.J. Barrera seems like this is not his series. He looks uh, lost out there. I mean, I don't know what's going on. They're not getting any help off the bench. And the starters are not contributing at all. The bench players are outplaying the starting five. Mm. That's a, that's a big point. I mean, because if you think about it, the way that game was kind of developing, you know, Miami jumped up to that big lead. The the, right. the the Mavericks won every quarter of that game except for the first quarter. You could say they right. lost the game in that first quarter because at the end of the first, if you remember, if I can find I mean, my three point buzzer beater. Yeah, the end remember? of the first had a three point buzzer beater. <laughs> Right, and they in the first quarter, 29-22 down by seven, but in that second quarter, they extended their lead as far as the 15 in the second yeah, quarter. Yeah, you know, at, at that point, you know, the first quarter, both teams shot 50%. So I would say that was even. But, mm. you know, they always talk about how you always have to finish quarters. The Mavs got killed that quarter. They gave uh, – Miami a seven point lead that time. That three pointer uh, with the Chalmers, and then that tremendous dunk by uh, LeBron James. Nobody touched it, and actually mm-hmm. they had the momentum. But at the same time, both teams shot fifty cents, which really wasn't bad. But coming out of that second, coming into the second quarter, uh, the Mavs just got dominated. The Heat went on a nine nine zero run, and the Mavs just couldn't make a shot. They couldn't. They had so many turnovers. I don't know how many how many turnovers did they have that first that second quarter. Well, for the game, for the game, they had fourteen turnovers. The Heat only yeah. had ten. And in the previous game, right. if you remember, in game two, they had twenty turnovers. We had a chance right. to win. Right. And, and you're absolutely right. If you look at the stat sheet for the game, Dirk thirty four points, eleven rebounds, a double double for Dirk, although he only shot eleven for twenty one. Sean Marion four for twelve for ten points. Jason Terry, right. 5 for 13 for 15 points. Siyankovic so now 1 for 5 in the series at this point, made his first points in game three. Right. Jason Kidd, right. 3 for 8 for 9. Tyson Chandler, 1 for 4 for 5 points. Uh, and Mahimi, 2 points on free throws. Jose Barrea, uh, uh, J.J. Barrea, 2 for 8 for 6 points. He's overall 5 for 23 in the series. I mean, yeah. you're right. And that, no one is helping Dirk out there whatsoever. Yeah, and 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 we've seen this team play better. That's what I don't understand. This bench has really carried this team all year. You know, we talked about that. This was probably the bench bench we've seen the Mavs have that I can remember in quite a while. But I, where are they on the play, in, in this series? They're, they're no show. They're they're none factor. The Miami bench. It's really out playing the math, but except for game two, they did show up. But other than that, Dirk Nowitzki has, and Sean Marion has kept him in the game, and Dirk has always gave him a chance to win. But I don't see any contributions from anybody else. 
I, I just don't. And then you look at the Miami East side of the ball. I mean, it, you're starting to really see the the three stars and how lopsided this matchup really is. You got right. one star in Dirk for the Mavericks. You got three stars in Miami. I mean, LeBron James had 17 points, six for 14 shooting, really didn't have a great game. Chris Bosh, seven for 18 for 18 points. Again, D Wade, 29 points, 12 for 21 in the game. Even Mario Chalmers, who's going to be our show in a little bit, 12 points for him, 4 for 6 from the three-point line. I mean, All who right. would have thought that the Miami Heat would outshoot the Dallas Mavericks from the three-point line in all three of these games so far? Yeah, and, and Dallas lived on the three-point line all year. I, I saw a lot of uh, shots taken by the Mavs. I saw a lot of misses. I mean, I can understand some, some not going in, but this, they, I mean, even the layups, they, they, they just the bucket was not theirs, and I expect them to shoot better at home. But what was big about it in that second quarter, you know, they they brought the back lead. It was down by fourteen, and they cut the lead to five by the end of by halftime. And how big was Kid's head fake? You know, we thought it was a three, but they called it a two. Uh, going into the halftime, but they missed three throws. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, the free throw was just awful. Terry missed. Uh, he was like uh, two shots, he'd make one. I mean, Demon Dirk was missing free throw. And the free throw shooting was just awful. That, that was, uh, it was an uncharacteristic Maverick team I saw on the floor last night. If it wasn't for Dirk yeah, and John Merritt keeping the game close, it, it, uh, they would have been blowed out. Now, before the game, during the press conference with Rick Carlisle, we learned that Brendan Haywood was going to be out for that game. They went ahead and activated Roddy B to play, although he didn't go in. But Carla hasn't played Corey Brewer either. A guy that can give you a little more defense, a taller guy, maybe give Deshaun Stevenson, Deshaun right. Marion the rest. He could be an energy guy off the bench. I mean, if the Heat are going to play Jawan Howard, you know, if the Heat are going to play all the players, players – why are we not bringing in, bring, you know, Corey Brewer? Right, and if you're going to bring in Brian Cardinal, even if it was for just one minute, you know, that would be the last guy I would bring in off the bench. You understand what I'm saying? And, and J.J. Burrell, this is not his series. Now, you know, I was on – he's been my guy all year. I, You know, he's my choice for six man. But this team is too physical for J.J. Burrell. I don't think he's going to be much of an impact. He, he, he's getting tossed around out there. You know, I know he gets tossed around a lot, but they're actually beating him up. You know, he, he has been a non-factor. But Brandon Haywood hadn't contributed much. I was glad to see Mahimi come in. You know, I've been calling for the guy to come in. I was trying to figure out why he wasn't playing. But Brandon Haywood has been a non-factor in this series whatsoever. So his, his being out doesn't hurt the math chances. I'll make him even better. He has been a non-factor this whole series. And now with that said, I mean, even though the Miami Heat led by as much as 14, excuse me, in that game, there were four lead changes. The game was tied nine times. And you get to the end of the game, Dirk has the ball, 4.4 seconds left, misses the fadeaway. But the whole time when I saw that shot go up, I'm thinking, why are they not going for the three? You know, if Dirk's putting up the ball, I like for him to shoot the three and go for the win. 
Well, absolutely. I think the, the time had a lot to do with it. They only had four seconds. What bothered me was at the end of the third quarter when they got ready to uh, when they were at that time the score was what sixty-seven, sixty-four. They had a chance to take the last shot, and of all people who shoot a three, they threw the ball to Sean Mary. That is not yeah. his spot. You know, yeah. I thought that was really a bad thing. They look kind of confused at times, and even on defense. And sometimes they look great on defense. I mean, I, I that's what kept them in the game. The defense finally caught on at the end of the third quarter, and especially in the fourth quarter. And Marion, who I don't think has hit a, a three-point shot the whole playoffs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. You know, the whole right. playoffs. And then at the end of that game, Jason Terry was wide open in the corner for a three. But Dirk, but Dirk said after the game, he he had no thoughts of passing that ball to, to Terry whatsoever. You know, no, none, no, none I, whatsoever. I, I, well, he's gonna put it. It's gonna be on him. It's gonna be on him only. Well, I, absolutely, nobody else was hitting. What was Terry's final numbers again? Terry had 15 points. He was five for 13, one five for three for from the three-point line. Right, and right. Every, and a lot of people are talking about well he could have passed to Terry. Terry was wide open. I wouldn't have passed it to Terry either. I much no, rather I wouldn't take, either. take a fadeaway shot than give it to Jason Terry right now. Yeah, and, and he tried, and you know what? He's done that this whole series. I mean, that's asking a lot of the guy. Somewhere, somewhere down the line, Miami has three closers. I was surprised, and every night each one of those guys have taken over the game. It's been LeBron James. It's been uh, Wade, and Chris Box hit the winning basket last night. Yeah, yeah. So all three of those guys have taken over the game late. Uh, other than Dirk Nowitzki, nobody on the Mavericks team has stepped up and took over this game. Now, I, I give Sean Marion credit. Uh, Jason Terry helped out. But it was Dirk that always has been the one to put him over the hump. And I don't blame him whatsoever for not passing the ball. And Colin did get out. Jet plays yeah. better than that. I don't, you know, uh, he's always been able to get his shot. I don't know. We're gonna have his defense. Well, they've been putting LeBron James on. They've been putting LeBron James on Jet in the fourth quarter to shut him down, and it's worked to a T. Now you talk about we're gonna have some comments about Dirk. Dirk made some really out there comments about Jet during practice today. We'll get to those here in just a second, but. You mentioned bitch play for both of these teams, and one guy out the bitch of the Miami Heat has made a huge impact is Mario Chalmers. He's had more points than Mike Bibby in all three of the games. He had that big three-point shot to tie it up after right. Dirk hit that three-pointer in game two and hit some right. crushed three-pointers in game three to help to help that he get the win. He was four for eight, four for six from the three-point line and ended up with 12 points, and I caught up with him in the locker room after the game to talk a little basketball and about what is it about him where he's able to make those big shots in clutch situations. This is Mario Chalmers on the RF Sports Radio Show. Hey, Mario, what you guys been up 2-1 now in the series? You know you got to go back to Miami. But how crucial is it close that while you're here in Dallas? So go ahead and put them away. Well, I mean, we really don't want to put them more in Miami. I think we want to finish it here if we can, but uh, we just going to take it one game at a time. In your performance tonight, you hit a lot of key three-pointers, a lot of big shots. A lot of them were wide open. Were you surprised you were so wide open? Uh, I mean, not really, especially when you got them three guys. You're going to be wide open because they draw so much attention. You got to be ready. And then you, you know for taking the big 
big shot. You take the big shot in college. Now you take the big shots in the NBA. Is it something? What's the your makeup to make you make these big shots all the time? Uh, just confidence, I think. I mean, I got the confidence in myself. My teammates got the confidence in me. Uh, got to knock it down. You guys seem to be really gelling. It took, you know, first half of the season to kind of get the team to kind of gel together. You feel like right now you guys are unstoppable the way you're playing right now? Oh, yeah, definitely. We, we hit our stride right now. We got our whole team. Everybody's healthy. And now we're all playing. And that was Mario Thomas with a quick interview with us, as you're only going to hear right here on the RF Sports Radio Show. And Royce, you heard what he was talking about. You know, he's so confident right now because, like he said, he's got three other superstars you can rely on. And when you got three other guys that you know you can rely on, it's going to bail you out if you make a bad shot or you make a, a throw up a brick. It's easier to shoot the three-point ball and, and put the ball up knowing that you got LeBron James, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh on the team too. And, and absolutely. You know, and they also dominate the boards. You got a good chance of getting the rebound. You know, you know, Thomas was a starter before Bibby got there. And if right. Miami started him right now in this series, I can't see Dallas winning another game. Yeah. I would, I would start Thomas and bring Bibby off the bench. Now, just think mm-hmm. if he was starting in that position other than Bibby, and Bibby hit him for a couple of shots. You know, I'm surprised, but. The Mavs have to, you know, defense has been great. I, they, I saw some great defense that Dallas did. But they, they have to shoot the ball better. They have to shoot a better percentage. Otherwise, they got to go down in game four. Yeah, we'll, and we'll preview game four in our last segment of the show, talk about what we think both of these teams need to do to get the win in game four. Now, I did also in the locker room, let me tell you, Royce, in, in, the, in the Mavericks locker room, it was quiet. Nobody wanted to talk. Oh, Nobody wanted to speak oh, yeah. to the media. I go to the heat locker room, and they got the music turned up. Everyone's laughing. They're joking. They seem so cocky, so confident. LeBron was rapping Jay-Z the whole time. You know, he wasn't speaking to any reporters because he had to do the NBA thing, but he was rapping Jay-Z the whole time. And, I mean, everyone was joining in. Everyone was they were passing jokes back and forth. Him and D-Wade were joking back and forth right there with us, and it was such a different atmosphere in the Heat locker room, knowing that they're up 2-1. Because if this team figures out how to keep a lead, Royce, it, it could be over for the Mavericks. And they can figure yeah, out what they've right. got to do to keep a lead, it could be over. Well, you know, when I looked at it, Miami had to win game three. It was very mm-hmm. important that they win this game, first game in Dallas' hometown. They know there is a chance that they could possibly go back to Miami, but if right. they play the way they playing, they get the crown on the Mavericks floor, which I hate to see. They did the last time they played. They were handed the trophy on the Mavericks floor, and that was embarrassing. The Mavericks shouldn't want to go through that again. No, you they know, shouldn't. Yeah. And, and I also, also while I was in, you're right, and also while I was in the locker room, I caught up with Udonis Haslam to talk about their last play when Dirk went up and what he was thinking Seeing Dirk with the ball with 4.4 seconds left. When you come out of that huddle, what are you expecting? I'm expecting Dirk to get the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where. I don't know how. Uh, but I'm expecting him to get the ball, and they're gonna put it on their 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 their, uh, their, uh, their all star. You know, and uh, he's a competitor. I'm a competitor, and I think. Both of us, you know, kind of look forward to that opportunity. Last game he, he drove, 
which which are you and you just get up you just get up on them? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you know, he's a tough player. You know, you try to try to get in his pocket and um, you know make him take a tough shot. Um, you know, you hold your breath when he lets it go because you know an awkward shot for somebody else is a good shot for him. You know, I seen him make that shot that he missed tonight. So you know, when he let it go, I held, I held my breath on. Happy it didn't go in. <laughs> you guys up 2-1 in the series. You know you got to go back home for one game. How important is it going to close us out while you're here in Dallas? I mean, you know, we take it one game at a time. You know, we, we're not going to say uh, let's try to close it in Dallas. Um, the next game is the next challenge. You know, we go to the drawing board tomorrow. Uh, we see what we did wrong. We see what we can improve on. And we make those adjustments um, for game four and, you know, so on and so forth. Do you tell Eric? And that was Udonis Haslam. And you saw me asking, Roy, just what you talked about. I mean, are they thinking, hey, I get the good chance to go back to Miami or they want to close this thing out right now? They're saying one game at a time, but you have to be thinking that, yeah, they want to close it right now and get it out the way. But let me ask you a question. If Dirk would have hit that shot, and they tie the game with oh, 88-88, and they go to overtime. Who wins that game? It's anybody's game then. Uh, I don't think it was so much happens defense as Dirk just missed that shot because nobody can guard it. The guy, you know, he got his shot. He went to his spot. He just missed it. So, like Haslam said, he just lucky it didn't go in and close his eyes. I, you mm. know, Rodney, the – Beginning of this series, we saw this math team come out and execute the way we've always known them to play and the way they played all year to win 50-plus games and to get second place. But I've seen in this series, I, it's a different team. It's not the same math teams I've been seeing that played Portland, that played Oklahoma City. You know, uh, I don't know if it's Miami, the matchups, but the guys just seem timid. I mean, it's the extra pass, I understand passing the ball, but they give the defense too much time to set up. They're hesitant to shoot. We didn't see this in this Maverick team in Oklahoma and Portland series. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the defense, but I have yet to see the real Mavericks play. And I'm waiting on them. Hopefully they'll show up in this next series, this next game. If they play the, the way we know that they can play, they could very well be up two to one. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up our show. We're getting the game four, a preview for game four. We'll give you our thoughts on what needs to happen for the Mavs to get back in it or for the Heat to close it out. You tune in to the RF Sports Radio Show, powered by Deep Band Media, where it's sports talk from a fan's perspective. That with it, world. What's up, with it's your it? boy Chosen. Man, and I'm back in the building, you dig? And for all of y'all that haven't already done it, you know what I'm saying? Go out there and join icebreakerproductions.com right now. So 
support your favorite ICE artist right now. You know what I'm get a ringtone, get a t-shirt, buy the calendar right now. You can even pick up a teddy bear. You know what I'm talking about? We got everything. Got everything. Um, every Wednesday, y'all need to be checking out the Icebreaker Radio Show at mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. 7 p.m. You hear it? Icebreakerproductions.com. You know what I'm saying? Scroll down about the middle of the page and click on the player and you got us. You know what I'm saying? And if that ain't working for you, hop on iTunes and listen to us on the podcast. I ain't tripping. You know, you can get us on anywhere. Anywhere. And uh, if you really want to know what's going down at all times with Icebreaker Productions, you got to follow us on Twitter at Icebreaker Radio. And if right you're a Facebook now. lover, hit us up, Icebreaker Productions. You know right what they do. And uh, for all of y'all that like them live, fresh videos, you know you can follow us on the YouTube channel, Chosen972. Right if now. If you're in the old school and, you know what I'm saying, you're still on my space, hit us up, 972. We ain't tripping. And uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and hop into this album, the reason that you're hearing my voice. Uh-huh. You like one of these artists, you know what I'm saying? So get your jam on, get your lean on. Yeah. And uh, I'll be back at you later on in the future with more ICE announcements. Already. from the hottest names in sports. NBA, college basketball, NFL, Major League Baseball. Log on to rfsportsradio.com. RF Sports, powered by Ooh, And you are back live with us at the RF Sports Radio Show. I want to thank the NPFL for everything they let us do in Midland over the weekend and also sending us the updates so we can play it on the show. Make sure you log on to NPFLfootball.net to get all the information about the championship game June 18th in Midland at Grande Communications Stadium. Also log on to DBNmedia.net to listen to live programming and our show on Mondays and Wednesdays, Monday following Saturday Night Lights. Wednesdays after the breakdown, and also thank Mario Chalmers for doing the interview and coming on the show and uh, having the interview on the show with us tonight as well, too. Royce, let's talk about game four. What do the Mavs need to do? Play better. That's number one. Uh, I'm calling out the bench. I'm going to do like dirt. Uh, I'm not going to call out just Terry, but I'm calling out the old Dallas Maverick bench. I still think they can win this series because I've seen this team play better. And if this is the best that Miami can do, 
uh, the best of Miami throughout, and they barely won all three, uh, two games, then uh, I think the Mavericks still have a shot. They just have to play better and get a better uh, field goal percentage. And you, and you said it. You said how, you know, you mentioned how Dirk had called out Jet Terry. For those of you guys that don't know, this is what Dirk had to say during practice today. He said they keep sticking him, meaning James, on Jet in the four quarters, and he's been doing a good job. He said Jet hasn't really been a crunch time clutch player for us the way that we need him to. And he's right. Jet is 0 for 7 in the four quarters in two of the losses in the NBA Finals so far. Yeah. So, so Dirk's and right. You know, Dirk is absolutely he's right. right. He's calling out Jet because Jet hasn't done anything for the team in the fourth quarter. Well, who gave, you know, they gave the level, the, the, the label missed the fourth quarter. I hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> you know, Carlisle said he was clutch to miss the fourth quarter. I hadn't seen Mr. Fourth Quarter yet. Hopefully it'll come out tomorrow night. But uh, I'm calling out all the bench players, Pager uh, and everybody, and, and, and the Tyson Channel. If you get six fouls, get six fouls. But you got to stop these guys from getting easy layups, and you got to protect the paint. This is your house. If it takes six fouls and you foul out the game, I'd rather see him do that and, and then let these guys, and they got dominated in the paint. And in the first quarter, they were it was nineteen to nine, and, and at the end of the game, I had do you have those stats, points in the paint? No, I don't have it. I don't have the points in the paint okay. stats. Well, but I, I will show you. I would. Well, I do have the points, but I'm sorry. He had forty points in the paint. Mavericks only had twenty-two. Yeah, so they got double. They got killed, and that. You, and you then, and that. then, this is what. This is what Jed had to say in response to Dirk's comments today. He says, uh, they know they took me out the fourth quarter, which they didn't do in game two. When they asked him about James putting defense on him, he said, then they have a good chance whenever James does play me on defense. But he says, let's see if he can defend me like that for seven games. And then he also went on to say, I had two opportunities, one in the corner for a three. LeBron closed out. The other one in the right corner. LeBron closed out and didn't get enough air under it and said, hey, it happens, and if I get those same shots in game four, I bet I make them. Now, now, what to make about this? I mean, is this Dirk and and Jet not seeing eye to eye? I mean, is that the sign of a team that's really in the panic mode right now? Well, I I think Dirk's getting frustrated because if you think about it, it is on his back. He's carried this team through this whole Miami series, and I'm pretty sure that that has to be frustrating. Of course, Dirk's going to give it 100%. But at some point, if they if he had the help that he normally has, then they would have won. That takes something to load off of him. And that, you know, they double-teamed Dirk in the fourth quarter and leave everybody wide open. If you're not going to knock down a shot, they're going to let you shoot all day long. And, uh, uh, they have to stop this being hesitant to shoot. I saw a lot of, uh, how would you put this, hesitation on shooting the ball. Yeah. With right. the extra pass, it shouldn't have been the extra pass, and they end up getting turnovers. Shoot the ball. It, it doesn't count unless you go in the basket. That's my opinion. I think I think what the Mavericks have to do getting this series, they've got to stop the turnovers. they got too many turnovers 
let Miami get some wide-open breakaway dunks. You saw a lot of that in game three. You saw a ton of it in game two. If the Mavericks can get a chance to set up in their half-court defense, they got a much better chance to defend the Miami Heat. You saw when they were making their comebacks down by 14, down by 12, they always had a chance to set up in their half-court defense and make the Miami Heat run a play. Then they could get in front of all those guys and switch off and close out on shots. But when you get a breakaway layup, breakaway dunk, in this case, because the Heat are going to dunk it on you, you get a breakaway right. dunk, there's nothing you can do. You can't defend that. Jason Kidd right. had Brave turnovers. Kidd had turnovers. had turnovers. Right. If you uh, had turnovers. Right. If you rebound and cut down on turnovers, you can cut down on the fast break. But like I said, they they, re, they got out of rebound too. I mean, it, it it was something different. I look for a different game. I still say Dallas has a chance to win. Uh, if this the best, like I said, if this the best Miami has, and Dallas has withstood that and almost won last night after the Heat were up 14 points at one time. Everybody thought the game was over with, and the Dallas made, happened to cut the lead and come back and stay close. I, I think they have a legitimate shot at, at winning the, the next three games. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How much do the Mavs need to win game four? I mean, I know they got to win it, but can they win a, can they win a game seven in Miami? If they have to go back to Miami, can they win – a game seven. If they, if you don't feel like they can win a game seven, don't they have to win the next three games in a row? Uh, well, that's true. Well, not necessary. They can win the next two in a row. But uh, they they can do it. Right? And we saw what they did in Portland. We saw what they did in the Lakers. You know, we saw what they did in Oklahoma. So, yes, my answer to that is, yeah, they had the best road, one of the best road records, you know, in the regular season. So, Yes, they can win Game 7 in Miami. And matter of fact, I would love to see them win Game 7 in Miami. That's the only payback. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're the yeah, no doubt about it. I, I think right. they definitely have to win Game 4 to come out and at least tie this thing up 2-2 and give yourself a great opportunity. If they lose Game 4 and the Heat go yeah. up 3-1, they've got, two, they've got three games to win one game. You know, that's right. That. right now the ball is in their court right now because they've only got to win two more games out of the next four. Now, for the Heat, for them to stay on top in this series, I think they have to continue doing what they've been doing. That's play superstar basketball. Get it in the hands of LeBron. Get it in the hands of D-Wade and Bosh. And just sit back and watch the show. If you get it to those three, one of them is going to get hot, one of them is going to carry right. you through, and the other is going to close the game out. Right, and, and, and I think by them elevating their game, they're elevating their bench too. We've seen Haslam and Chalmers and guys come off the bench, and even Bibby play better. So, you know, uh, they are elevating the players around them, and the closer you get to a championship, you know, the more wins you get, that boosts the whole team up. So uh, don't let them catch fire. They catch fire. They're a real good team. We know that. But at the same time, I think the Mavericks can play better. Yeah, they're going to have to play better. So let me get your prediction, Royce, before we go out there on game four. Who wins game four and who steps up? Well, I'm, I'm calling, since I'm calling out Dallas, I say Dallas will win. I say they tie the series up. 
And who's going to step what up for Dallas besides Derek, of course? Uh, I think Marin would have a good game. I think uh, uh, Kid would finally step up and have a good game. But I'm looking for Carlisle to bring in Corey Brewer and maybe Roddy. Because at this point, what do you have to lose? You're not getting anything mm-hmm. else from the rest of the guys. I mean, what do you have to lose? If you lose in a game, you, you got to do, put something. You got to do something. I'd rather see them lose that way than to lose uh, with the, with the lousy bench player out of the players that are playing now. I'd rather see him uh, infuse Corey Brewer. He may be the. You know, it can't be no worse than what JJ's been playing. <laughs> or any of the other guys. Am I right? Can't be any worse than Pager, That's for sure. I'm looking for the Mavs to. I'm looking for the Mavs to win Game Four. I'm looking for, like you said, call out and switch things up, bring in Corey Brewer, you know, whatever you got to do to kind of shake things up and add some type of dimension to this game. I'm looking for the Mavericks to cut down on the turnovers to get the win and play right. their half-court defense that they're known to play. But, right. again, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll be there for game four. And, we'll, of course, we'll talk about that on Wednesday. So, so make sure you guys tune in on Wednesday night. Same time, same channel. Go to rfsportsradio.com. Log on and find out more information about us. Follow us on Twitter. Get live updates from Game 4 right from the American Airlines Center. Twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. Tune into our YouTube channel and watch Lenny Wilkins get presented the Chuck Daly Lifetime Achievement Award by Rick Carlisle exclusively on RF Sports Radio TV. We thank you guys for tuning in. You listen to and the I all think, Sports I Radio Show. Wednesday show is going to be real big. Wednesday show is going to be real big. And you're tuned to the All Sports Radio Show powered by DPN Media, where it's sports talk from a fan's perspective. Hey, this is Roddy B from the Dallas Mavericks, and you listen to Our Sports Radio. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.